0: Welcome to the Iron Self Podcast, where we jump into health, fitness, mindset, and becoming the best version of yourself. Today with your hosts, Mike and Kayla Minion. On today's episode, we welcome Eleanor from Nourishing Nutrition. Eleanor is a board certified functional dietitian, nutritionist, and holistic health coach. She's the founder of Nourishing Nutrition in Burke, Virginia. Her passion is empowering women to give up dieting, nourish their bodies with whole foods, and create a lifestyle they love. After successful careers as a naval officer and military consultant, she has found her true passion through helping others succeed in their individual wellness goals. She has created an affordable approach to supporting adrenal health through functional testing, rebalancing hormones with whole foods, and nutritional practices please put your hands together for a warm welcome for Eleanor. Today we're going to dive into a little bit more of the stress response but in regards to nutrition and nutritional approaches you have an amazing program that I'm so excited to share with our listeners which is your adrenal reset program. So why don't we start a little bit with I guess the stress response and your kind of take on it. Yeah.
1: So, um, well, yeah, we're kind of coming in cold here, but, um, basically, you know, the body has, um, it has two, it it accesses two parts of our nervous system. And the one is the rest and digest, which, um, is just what it sounds like. It's the, the body gets to relax and repair. And the other one is the fight, flight, or freeze, right? There's only two and your body is in one of them like there's no you know crossover or you're in one of them and so when we talk about stress response it's basically our body is is being told that there is some stressor um, and we need to deal with it we need to survive and keep our body alive and alert and ready to handle this stress now the tricky part is In our conscious brains, when we, you know, come in contact with something that's stressful, like um, a screaming child, or, um, you know, a long line at the grocery store, right? Our brain is just told that there's stress, not that it's imminent threat to our survival, or a long line at the grocery store, right? So, our body is in a state of alert and stress response for all
0: of the circumstances that manage to stress us out and that's when and I think that's such a great point that you have there is that it doesn't matter what the stress is your body is going through the same response no matter what so if you're running from a lion or like you said standing in line at a grocery store you're driving your car it's the same response your body goes through right
1: and our body's response is okay we're super alert we're not um, doing the luxurious things like digestion, um, fat burning, and like all the things that like we think as a healthy body should be happening all the time. Because our body is focused on, well, how do we get through this stressful situation? Our body releases hormones. It releases cortisol. And it helps us to manage the stress, continue our heart beating, continue our brain working, at a higher state of alert. Um, norepinephrine or epinephrine which you might know as adrenaline these are hormones that our body gives us to get through so if you've ever been in a near um near accident or something that's super stressful in the moment and then you kind of oh you take a deep breath and you go oh my gosh that was a close call you can feel that adrenaline in your body that's the hormones that our body, is it's miraculous, right? It, it, it does all of these things. But where it kind of gets us off kilter is if we stay in this stress response all the time, our body is not designed to be in it all the time. And what happens is when there's too many of these hormones in our blood and they're not being metabolized out through the liver, because they're constantly being told to keep making, keep making these these responses, keep protecting, keep protecting. We gain body fat, especially around these organs. So uh, if you've ever seen an increase in your body around the midsection, the hips, the butt, um, like that's where our body likes to store fat, which we, we view as unsightly and, oh my gosh, I hate this, but it's our body going, I need to protect these organs because she, is, she or he is so stressed that if they need energy to keep going, I'm gonna just create these reserves.
0: And... I 100% agree with that. And it's something important to note though, is that males tend to be uh, more susceptible to the visceral fat, right? Females tend to have a little bit more of that subcutaneous, that fat that's more on the outside of the organs that kind of resides there. And so I think that's really important because I think a lot of that, like you said, comes back to our hormones and the way in which we are stressing or constantly stressing.
2: Well, and the way that the society is today, just everybody lives in these states of constant stress. Yeah. It's just we're, we're conditioned to it now. Every time you look at your phone, you pull out your phone, you're looking for your likes on your Facebook and Instagram. You're you're worried about what the external world thinks of you. So everybody lives in these constant states of stress, which is, I think, what you're speaking to there.
1: Absolutely. And it's, it's a societal norm right? We, we actually congratulate that. Like, oh, you're super stressed out because you've so much going on and you're, you know, a mom or a dad and you're an entrepreneur and oh, look at all these amazing things that you're doing. And no wonder you're stressed. Like that's, that's just comes with the territory. Yeah. And um, it, it we normalize it in a way that keeps us in a state of being constantly sick or inflamed or constantly on alert. Not in the rest and digest of like, if you told somebody, hey, I took a nap yesterday afternoon, they're going to go, what? Why? How? Like, <laughs> that's not the norm. That's weird. And when, when we look at it biologically and physiologically, it's like, well, that's exactly what my body needed so that I could be more productive and show up, uh, you know, fully in, in where I need to be as be present as a spouse or a mom or a dad or a caregiver. And so we don't normalize that as a society, and I think that contributes to the shame, the guilt, and all of these negative toxic toxic feelings that tend to keep us in this
0: state.
2: Oh, for sure. I, 100%. Oh, I was just gonna say one. One of the things that I notice is it's not not it's specific, specifically about stress, but like with with people in their bodies, mm-hmm. where they get in constant pain, right? So you like we deal with clients yeah. that have been in pain for years. They don't know what it feels like to not be in pain anymore. So again, they've they've mm-hmm. normalized that. They have this idea that well, my back's always gonna hurt or my legs always gonna hurt yeah. because it just has for so many years. And and then once you take them out of that, and you're like, okay, well we're gonna we're gonna work on these weakened muscles, we're gonna build this body back. And then they're not in pain. They're like, this is the first time in years that I haven't had to go and see my chiropractor, or I haven't had to go to physio, or you, you build them back. And it's that same same idea on the stress response too. Is once people realize that they can actually be out of that stress response, you teach them some breathing techniques, even just to to temporarily take them out. And it's like, holy, what's what what is this? <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely, it's, it's the ad, adaptation that societally um, puts on us of, it's supposed to be super hard, it's supposed to be super stressful, whatever we're talking about, if we're talking about our jobs, our lives, our relationships. And when we get that breath of fresh air, we're like, oh, this was so easy, or it's so easy to talk to you, or it's so easy to, to, to feel good, and then we, we forget that that's even an option.
0: You know, I think that that was a really great reminder from like, I'm gonna say with the lockdowns through COVID and all of that, was that like, we don't have to be going fast paced. We don't have to be doing all these things. And that was the one thing that I took away from It was like, no, I don't wanna drive 45 minutes so my kids can do gymnastics anymore. I'm just not doing it you know like (laughs) i'm just gonna take a little breather and we're gonna spend some more time playing board games you know like whatever that is and creating those relationships and how that is really the important part and that's how we actually can practice that self-care and that relaxation response that rest and digest right
1: yeah because the rest and digest we kind of you know blow it off we're like yeah yeah you know (laughs) I'll sleep when I'm dead or like, (laughs) yeah, I'll rest on the weekends. And what that and that, um, you know, putting it off and that pushing away, what that ends up doing is just wearing away. And let me tell you, when our body creates cortisol, which is an amazing hormone that helps us cope with stress, um, in order to keep that going, our body has to take nutrients out of our muscles. So we experience muscle atrophy. Um, it slowly it comes into a very slow state of burning fat, so that we can prolong keeping us in this state and keeping our body protected. But it also wears away the lining of our gut. So if you've ever heard of leaky gut or if you have any digestional imbalances, there it's physiologically the stress hormones that strip away the protective barriers. Um, so there's a lot of things happening. It's not just a, oh, this hormone does this one thing, and that's it. Because as we all know, as, as functional practitioners and as human beings, everything works together in our body. And never is anything just isolated to the one thing. And that's where this Western medicine idea of, oh, you have this ill illness, here is the, the medication that will yeah. fix that symptom. Treating the
2: symptoms, right? Yeah. And
1: then, yeah. And we're not getting underneath of like, well, why do we have that in the first place? And when I bring this up to my clients, it's like a light bulb goes off of like, I never even thought of it that way. Why, why is my hair falling out? I keep trying to, you know, put on creams and shampoos and these things. And I'm like, well, it's naturally not that way. So what's the imbalance causing it instead of the band-aids?
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's critical because I mean, as a society, we do, we aid the solution. And why? Because a large, a large part of people, like a large part of businesses make a lot more money that way when we band-aid it versus actually treating oh, it. Right.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> like
0: we're talking in business
1: because you have to keep buying yes. band-aids. Yeah. You have to keep buying band-aids. It never heals. And in fact, if you think about this, you know, you take this little um, example all the way it, the the wound cannot heal until the band-aid is taken away and it allows the body to to repair itself
0: and and our body is miraculous it can repair itself and that's something that's like we need to understand that we have the tools within ourselves yeah
1: and that's why i i kind of giggle to myself when people ask me about oh you know what do i need to drink or do to, to detox or what do i need to do to x y and z and i'm like well, your liver—that your liver's job yeah. is that. So, to, yeah. So you take care of your liver by eating well and drinking water. And they're just like, yeah. no, no, no. I, I need. need I definitely need some. Yeah. You know, chemicals or wheat germ or kale. And I'm like, well, those things will help your liver, but but allow your body to do what it's supposed to do, and don't be in such a rush to have this immediate response. This immediate weight loss this immediate healing because
2: and I, I think that that hits it right on the head too Is like like we were talking about with the society we live in everybody wants it right yep. now and it's like well if you just look after yourself and you're you take a whole food approach and you actually are mindful about what you're eating and making sure you're drinking water i have clients that don't drink water they're like yeah. oh, i'll drink coffee and then i'll drink pop and i'm like what are you doing yeah hey, let's let's have a talk right about that right so it, it's crazy though, because again, that that whole societal norm is like, well, I I can survive on coffee and pop. Like, no, no you, you can, can't.
1: but it's not going to be a very good existence, and your body's yeah. going to be constantly craving these these things to bring it back into balance.
0: It's, yeah, it, that, I think that's so so critical to start to recognize is that we. Uh, the world we have these tools right the water that's been given to us the whole foods that have been given to us and this body that can repair itself but you and you also have to use the mind included in that right we have that gut brain barrier that gut brain Mm -hmm. access that is so critical to our overall health and rather than we, you know, like you said, treating it like a bandaid, but it's like, we don't look at the person as a whole. We look at one aspect of the person. And while that might be beneficial when you go into surgery and you're looking at just the arm and not the whole person, you know, um, that is beneficial. But for most health related issues, we need to be looking at the whole person, what's going on inside out mindset, everything.
1: Yeah. And um, you can see this in so many examples of, throughout our lives but one example um people that you know want to get gastric bypass or they want you know kind of the like let me have a clean slate but they haven't changed the way that they think about their bodies about healing about their food and nourishment and it's you know and then they come to me after all of this is over and i said okay well let's go back to the basics of you know you have to love your body we can't take care of it, we can't look after it, we can't nourish it if we don't respect it, if we don't allow it to, to be connected with um the intuition and, and like trusting ourselves to take mm. care of ourselves. That's critical. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's it's like it's um learning to trust your, your cravings again. And when we've been told, you know, ignore your cravings, push them away, you know, deny yourself of X, Y, and Z, but Really, it's it's that inner voice saying I'm out of balance and I really need this. And and our brain will extrapolate like, oh, that means chocolate, or that means this, or that means that. And there's something to that. There's nutrients like especially magnesium um, in chocolate. So especially women, menstruating women, who are like, oh, I just crave that chocolate. Well, there's a physiological reason. Um, for that. And so, um, and, you know, we kind of chuckle, but it, Uh, every craving can be led back
0: to something your body's asking for. That's so crucial. And I think I want to go back to a point that you touched on there with creating that that trusting relationship with your body, that intuition. And I think that that's a missing link for many, many people because we as a society have been told, don't trust your body, right? Or don't create this trusting relationship, right? Like if you say to yourself, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go work out. And the first thing you do is you hit the snooze button, then you've you've already taken away a piece of your own trust. The Right. If you say to yourself, "I'm going to eat healthy today," and then the first thing you grab for is a cheeseburger, well, again, you're taking away that piece of the trust. <laughs> like it's no different than having a relationship with your child or someone else in your life. If you tell them mm-hmm. that you're going to do something and you don't follow through, where do you think the trust lies with that person and you? It's it starts to diminish, and or you're yeah. telling yourself these lies or holding yourself back in your mindset where it's like, okay, you know, I'm this way because of this, and you're just giving yourself that reason. but it might not actually be correct and then what are you doing to that relationship with yourself and how do you begin to learn and trust that self you won't know if you're full if you can't understand what the messaging is coming from the inside
1: and that's why I get frustrated with conventional dieting fads people come to me and are like I've done keto I've done this I've done this and I've done low carb and 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 I'm like okay well then why are you coming to me And the reason is because those things weren't connected with what you needed. And the percentage of people that managed to nail it on the head, throwing a piece of spaghetti at the wall and seeing which strand sticks for them does not universally make it appropriate for people to try. And that's why when people ask me on, you know, they'll reach out to me on social media, oh, should I be drinking coffee? And I'm like, I don't know you, so I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, maybe, you know, and, you know, or they say, oh, what, what should I eat for breakfast? I'm like, I, I, I don't know what you're, what, what are you eating right, right
2: now? Like, where, where are we yeah. starting from? Are, they are want you those... eating a bag of chips for breakfast? Because yeah. we can improve on that. <laughs> yeah,
1: and they want these quick answers. And I, and when they get them from people selling things like, oh, you need this protein shake for sure, no matter what what your background is no matter what how many times you've you've been in the hospital or what your blood sugar does or what your hormones do when you wake up like so i I peel it back and i'm like i'm not giving you the quick answer okay i'm going to give you the answer that you actually need and can use and and not only that but it's going to feel good to you so that it's not a hard diet you can't wait to quit it's actually improving your lifestyle which believe it or not is what you're actually seeking (laughs) right it's what actually
2: that 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 for us is so important too because like being personal trainers and being that you know we're, we're not nutritionists or dietitians by any means but we've taken training on nutrition so when our clients are asking us what should i be eating we're like well what are you eating now Right, because if we tell you you need to eat x y and z and that yeah. is it and it is nothing to do with what you're eating right now not a chance it's going to stick you yeah. might do it for a month and then you're going to go right back to where you were and we're going to be at the same starting place again so let's take take a step back log what we're eating now let's look at right. an idea of what your actual diet looks like and then we can start to kind of fine-tune and just make these small tweaks Where it's like okay instead of eating a breaded chicken burger for dinner we're, we're going to take the bread off that we're just gonna have some chicken breast like let's yeah let's just clean it up a little bit is where we normally start with a lot of our clients
1: it's finding the healthy balance of yeah you can go and have a cheeseburger and fries if that's your 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 jam and joy like yes it's not off the table but let's do it in a way that actually your body's being supported it's it's an it's a it's a treat that you enjoy or um you know i don't like term like treat uh cheat days and like all of these things no because (laughs) it sounds like you're doing something bad and I can't enjoy myself I can't enjoy myself if I if I'm like am I is this wrong like oh this feels bad like I just I just want to be and I want to be in the moment and I want to know that maybe this particular thing is not nourishing my gut at the moment but it's nourishing my soul because I'm having you know relationships with other people and I'm enjoying the environment and so you know we look at it in all respects and not demonizing oh this is good and this is not that's critical well, no
2: no no one diet is built for everybody right so there is not one single diet nope. that works for everybody in the world <laughs> just like you know there, there's going to yeah. be inflammatory inflammatory foods now I'm actually curious about this myself. Inflammatory foods in general, are they the same for the entire population? Or is it like some people will be affected differently by different inflammatory items?
1: Absolutely. There's some that are like we know as a society that sugar is bad bad for us, (laughs) right? We know smoking is bad for us, like, but it's taken decades for us to all get on the same page. With Doctors
2: used to bags, prescribe right? cigarettes.
1: <laughs> right, that's what I mean. So we are way off from like um, saying, and so what I, I like to say is um, inflammatory foods include anything with processed oils, artificial chemicals, um, anything that artificially is added to either make it palatable or texturized or smell or taste. But beyond that, I can't tell you whether legumes are going to hurt your gut because of the film that is, is on the outside of them. Because it might work for you, but it might not work for you. I love
2: that you said legumes because so, they destroy my gut every time.
1: Okay. <laughs> but they're a healthy, right? But they're a healthy food. And so when somebody, you know, a person like yourself goes, well, is it a healthy food or not? You know, and I say, well, I don't know you. let Tell me. Tell me how it makes you feel and if it makes you feel terrible then we're going to take it right off because it's not working for you just like I would never convince a vegan to eat meat like it doesn't make it doesn't make sense if it doesn't feel good inside you no
2: that's that's 100% and just just like you said like taking a person who's a vegan and saying you have to you mean it's like pushing an ideology on them it's like no like you you already have this this thought process going in your head which is serving you or else you wouldn't be doing it so we're gonna leave that and work on what we can work on
0: yeah so when it comes to the stress response in the body and from a nutritional standpoint like I know in a little bit of the research that I've done they've talked about how nutrient absorption is minimized when we are in that stress state, what kind of can you uh, add to that? Yeah. So like
1: I said, we got the rest and digest over here that I, you know, I picture a lovely pillow and just, oh, and then the stress is like everything else. And so our body is magical in the fact it prioritizes keeping us alive, keeping us our heart beating, our like eyes blinking and like us breathing. So short of like those emergency things, um, we're not doing the rest and digest of, okay, let's, you know, uh, let's grow some muscle and let's burn some fat and let's um, make sure all the cells are getting all of the things that they need because your body knows it can survive um, without those things being a priority. And that's why many of my clients are super frustrated because they're like, I've been trying to lose weight. I've been trying to um, you know, get get stronger. And I said, but you're doing it from a state of high stress. So basically you're compounding the stress. You're making this side way heavier because you're not allowing the balance of the rest and digest um so it's not just nutrient absorption but it's the um when you if you lift weights so you guys are personal trainers you you know you're ripping the fibers of your muscle so that it can grow back bigger and when we do that it's very catabolic meaning it's ripping it's it's shredding and um the nutrients needed to, to build that back up um don't get to where they're supposed to get the healing the repair that's why you guys stress um rest days and you know days where we do active recovery or we do we let our bodies rest because if we don't force that because in this day and age it doesn't really come naturally for us to take a couple days off like a lot of people feel stressed from doing that so we have to untangle untangle this whole web and each person is different from what they handle as stress and what they internalize as stress
2: totally yeah well and i think just just the word you used there was the adaptations and that that to me is so important because again if you don't take those rest days you're not going to get the adaptations that you want in your body and and the same thing like i a bit of a tangent here but a lot of people come to us um i'm going to specify and say a lot of women like to come to us and they say, I've been working out so hard and yeah. I'm not seeing what I want to see. And it's like, well, you're actually working a little bit too hard. Yeah. Like you're putting yourself in this constant state of stress, which is actually taking away from it. So yeah, the, those those adaptations and how long they take to actually take place can, you know, yeah. w- without the rest, they're, they're almost unattainable.
1: And that's what's so great. Like, so this adrenal reset program that I put together. Um, so I'm combining the, the, where is your body right now? Because if you ask me as a mom, uh, you know, I'd say I'm a little stressed, but no more than normal. Like I got this, right. But if we look at the, the metabolized hormones in my blood, we would see a pattern that like I am, and I'm just guessing here, but you know, I'm way out of what, out of what normally should be happening. And, you know, later in the afternoon, if I'm tired or I'm dragging, then I'm like, okay, What's my response? I need sugar or caffeine, or I need something that's gonna give me energy. And then it, push it, it pushes things more out of balance, right? It's the quick fix, it pushes you right out of balance. And then when it's time for bed, I get my second wind and I'm ready, I'm, I'm wired. I'm not ready for sleep. And that means that the hormone production throughout the day is not, it's either too much in one place, not enough in another, And when you look at the functional testing, now this is not blood work, okay? This is the metabolized um, hormones in your urine. And it shows you a graph of this is how your body responds throughout the day. So I take that data and then I match it with nourishment for each step throughout your day. So that we're naturally replenishing the way that your body produces these hormones and synthesizes. Because your body can make a lot but if it doesn't get rid of it when it's done then these hang around when they're not supposed to be hanging around like for example when you want to go to bed you want your melatonin to rise your natural your body's natural way of shutting down for the day if there's too much cortisol from the whole day of you being stressed and pushing that that stress button it can't make the melatonin and therefore the whole sleep is out of whack. You don't get into the rest and digest. And then guess what, it's time to wake up and do it all over again.
0: That's one of the things that we ask our clients. So on the weekly, we do a weekly questionnaire with our clients to check in to see, you know, where is your stress levels at, you know, overall throughout the week? What, what were you kind of rating each day um, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being like so crazy stressed out and one being I'm laying on a beach and often people will say, you know, I'm at like a four or five. And when I have a conversation with someone, I'm like, are you really at a four or five? But they're giving me like, based on the entire day, um, I would estimate today was about a four. But how many times were you an eight or a nine today? You know, I think that that is really critical is like, yeah, you can rate maybe your whole day as like, yeah, it wasn't very stressful. But how many times did you reach 8 or 9? Was it 5? Was it 6 times? Because yeah. how long now does it take you to recover when you're coming out of that extreme stress state? Yeah. Or
1: that 8 or 9? Nine... Well,
2: and, and and in that view it's very subjective too, exactly. right? So this this is what they are saying. Okay, well, I'm uh, I'm a 4 for the day and then like like you were saying, Eleanor, if you if you took a sample and you were like, well, actually you were you were closer to that 8 yeah, or 9. Yeah. your like, your
1: interpretation <laughs> four and five is on on paper on act, is actually eight or nine so you've done it so many days in a row that you're like yeah it's normal for me to be this stressed, getting my kids dressed into the bus stop and to the this and that and then scooting around and it that's normal for me now and i've had way worse days that's what i hear oh it's been <laughs> way worse but that's not, a, right? that's not an excuse for where it is right now.
2: Well, and that's, that's what I think what Kayla was saying earlier is like, you, you know, once you get used to this, your body is a beautiful mechanism. It will adapt to it. It'll figure out how to get from point A to point B in the most efficient way possible. And, and maybe you don't feel as stressed. But again, on that, on that physiological level, your body is feeling that stress because you're releasing the same stress hormones every single time you're doing it. Whether you've adapted or not. they stay there. Yeah.
1: They stay. So when you hear this term, you know, adrenal fatigue, it's not actually the gland that's fatigued. It's the communication of your brain saying, we need more, we need more, we need more. And your your glands oblige. They're like, okay, keep going, (laughs) keep going, keep going. And so, yeah, until the brain or, you know, our external, our like interpretation of this stress. How do we actually handle stress? Can we make things easier for ourselves? Am I hanging around toxic relationships that keep me in a constant state of stress? You know, these are the like the real things we have to look at, not the, oh, you know, make sure you have carrots today and make sure you drink water. Like, we need to change the way that we get through our lives so that we get to that rest and digest. We look forward to it. It's part of who we are. That's when you start seeing the healthy, balanced bodies and the good night's sleep and the not needing to pound caffeine and sugar. It it becomes naturally easy for you to want to be healthy. And I think that's the biggest struggle for people going from this 180 degrees to this lifestyle of junk food and staying up late and alcohol and sugar and toxic people. And then they try a diet that's
0: like way over here. And they're like, I can't. I can't make this adjustment. It's too hard. I 100% agree with that. Uh, And I think that that is the big key here is like, okay, I'm already high stress, high stress. Now, how do I fit in exercise and eating right? And oh my God, I have to cook all these meals. It's so much easier to just throw pizza in. Stress. Like you're just, your stress levels are through the roof. And I think that we really need to come back and say like, how can I ground myself? And part of that comes back to being in the present moment and really taking an objective view of, okay, what is affecting me right now? Am I safe? Because a lot of that stress response comes from a lack of feeling safe or a lack of feeling grounded in the moment, yeah. right? And when we feel like our safety is, is compromised, then it's like, okay, well, if my safety is compromised, then I need to do A, B, C, and D to make sure that I survive. And at the end of the day, that inner critic, mm-hmm. that inner voice, That voice is there for your survival mechanisms. That voice is not there to be mean to you or to berate you. It is there for your basic survival. And I think that we need to, as a society, stop living in this basic survival. If you look at some of the happiest populations on earth, these people have next to nothing when it comes to like roofs over their head and I'm going to call them like trinkets or items in their house. But they're happy, and why? Because they are physically not stressed like we are, and I think that that's critical.
1: It's it's such a powerful. Um, it, 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 I don't even know the word. It's 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 a really strong way of like accepting where you are, and 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 taking that that step of like I I want to be better. I want to do better, and it starts with everything you do every day we don't have to do a thousand things to change right we just need to do one
2: well and i'm sure you you go through this probably with your clients the same as we do when when we get a new client on they're like you know they're they're stressed about how how the program's going to go and how everything's going to change for them and and we'd like to make them take a step back and realize you know you're already here you're I know you're not where you want to be yet but you're taking steps to get there already so you're you're willing to work on yourself so you should have you know that feeling of self-love already like well it's missed in society so many people have this this disdain for themselves where they you know they've they've got all these reasons why they failed doing whatever they've done in the past and then they get stuck in that mindset and it's like well you you're already willing to to be here to make this change. You you're already on a journey to make yourself a better person in your own mind. So you're you're already halfway there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and when that light bulb goes off for my clients of like, um, oh my gosh, this isn't this isn't as hard as I built it up in my head. And I'm like, it's it's really not. And I don't say that condescendingly. I say it empowering. Like, yeah listen and love and respect your body. Let me show you some steps that will kind of recalibrate you, but you know, inside that you need to drink water and not soda or pop, you know, that sugar does bad things to your body, right? We know these things, but now it's like, how do I make that connection of when the choice is in front of me? And if we rely on willpower or we rely on, you know, fad diet rules, like I can and I can't, then it puts us in a a rebellious state. We're always on the defense. But if we work with our body and we go, okay, I know how this is going to make me feel. I know I want to feel good uh, tomorrow. And I know that this is going to support me. Then it's much easier to make those choices, not in the state of stress, but in the state of
0: this is going to support me. And that's what I'm, I'm looking to do. That's a state of empowerment. That is a state of yeah. you have the power to make the choice, to make a different choice if you want to. And that yeah. comes back to you. It's like just because the cake's on the table doesn't mean you have to eat it. It's your choice. Right. And if you do, and that's Don't okay. guilt yourself for it. It's
1: treating yourself um, you know, in a way that respects who you are.
0: Is, is truly the most
1: empowering thing that you can do.
0: It, it really is and I and I love that and I think that's like just such a great way to wrap up this episode is you know like really coming back to the the mentality of leading from your heart leading through that intuition in that body and understanding what your body is feeling and what your how foods make you feel right how do your food how does the water make you feel if you're yeah you know if you're thirsty you're probably already dehydrated start drinking some more water you know like start listening to the messaging from your body because your body really truly knows what to do but it's that ego mind that's like no you want cake right now i know you're low energy just eat the cake and it's like no no no. you're low energy because you haven't drank enough water and you ate last night you didn't eat breakfast or lunch today and it's the middle of the afternoon or
1: you or you haven't eaten carbs in like 10 years and yeah. your body's starving
0: 100 percent. there's just there's so much to that and it's like there doesn't have to be these, what I'm going to call fad diet mentality of you can and you can't eat these things. There's only one way to do this. There's only good fats and that's all you can eat. It's like, no, I want you to eat some nuts. I want you to eat some, you know, seeds and I want you to eat some whole grains. Like where's the brown rice at? (laughs) Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. When my clients, when they see the meal plans I put together, they're like, are you sure you put whole wheat pasta on here? And I'm like, yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> eat to your heart's content. And they actually forgot what it's like to feel full and satisfied. And it's, it's, it's again, very empowering to go, I'm in control of this. And it is okay that I made this decision.
0: Well, I have, I've had several clients that come to me and they eat under a thousand calories and they're working out, you know, four or five days a week and nothing's yep. happening. They're not losing weight. And I'm like okay, let's refeed your body slowly and surely. Let's bring that up. And now they're eating, you know, a thousand calories more than what they were eating when they came to me. And they're like, I'm hungry. I'm like,
2: yeah. oh, and, great. And they're losing weight.
1: <laughs> and I, I just love that so much. That's the moment when I'm like, you're doing it. Yeah. like, oh my God, we need to tell everybody. And I'm like, that's what I built my business on. Because when I realized it, I realized that people need to know this. Yes. And for some reason there's this, Stigma that we just need to eat less, 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 less. And it's just not true.
2: Yeah, it's crazy, especially like like you said, you get you get somebody eating double what they were eating and they're starting to lose weight and they're like, What's happening with my body? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, the body composition changes. They might not be losing physical scale weight, but when your right. body composition changes, I think that that is, that is the critical factor here. It's like, we live in a society where we don't need to be you know, stressed and overweight and dealing with all these health concerns um, and taking a pill for every ailment we have. So let's mm-hmm. start, you know, reducing our stress levels, whatever that means to you, because that my self-care is going to look different for everyone. Recovery is going to look different for everyone. Start nourishing your body with whole foods, you know, start nourishing your mind, taking care of what's going on up there and that relationship that you have with yourself and just starting to pay more attention to that relationship with yourself. I mean, you only have you in your life for your entire life. So you might as well love and nourish this person from the bottom of your heart. Yeah.
1: And that's the connection that I think most people are yearning for, but are, you know, it's a scary place to be. So, um, you know, it does take courage to step up and say, I, I want that for me and I, I want help. I, I you know, if you can help guide me, you know, you're a few steps ahead of me. Just reach back and, you know, I'll help you get there.
0: And I think that's something that I spent most of my life, uh, my younger years kind of doing was searching for that external validation, like yeah. somebody love, appreciate me, show me that I'm worthy. And what I've come to learn over the years is that comes from inside that love appreciation and worthiness that is dictated 100 percent by you and you get to bring that out to the world and that that comes back to your power and that like you said Eleanor you have the power to really make the choices that you're making each day and to nourish your body yeah so I love this. This conversation has been absolutely amazing. I've, yeah. I've I've loved having you. I would Thank love you. to have you back again. Yeah. Um, this is absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for joining us here this morning.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. I mean, all three of us are very passionate about it, so it's it's easy. To- to talk about it's easy for us to get um, and hopefully raise awareness and get people asking questions and reaching out to both of us because um, that's why we're doing this. We're doing this to share and empower other people to be better and to be healthier. So 100%. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Thank you guys so much.
0: So, if anybody wanted to get a, in contact with you, Eleanor, how would they go about doing that?
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm Nourishing Nutrition LLC. Um, and also my website is nourishingnutrition.net and you can see all of the, the programs and all of the different, I've got some free recipe guides on there and, um, the adrenal reset program, all the information. So, um, you can reach out that way and hopefully I'll, I'll see you guys
0: soon. Wonderful. I'll link it all through in the show notes. So everybody will have access to that right directly in the show notes. Okay. Thanks again so much. Okay. Awesome day, guys. Bye. Thank you. I hope you loved today's episode and found some awesome information that you can use going forward. If you'd like more information on contacting Eleanor, please reach her at www.nourishingnutrition.net or email her at eleanor at nourishingnutrition.net. Thank you so much for spending the time listening to today's episode. If you liked it, make sure you leave us a comment, share it with a friend, share it with a family member. As always, have an amazing rest of your day.